RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. And by Blackstone Products. To see their complete line of griddles and accessories, visit them at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hello, everybody. It's Jeremy and Stephanie from RVFTA.com, and we are going to be giving you a great review of Amherst Shore Provincial Park today in Nova Scotia, Canada. It was our second stop on our big Canadian RV trip. Uh, But before we dive right into that campground review, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park camp resorts. Yogi Bears Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. Whether you have an RV or you enjoy the comforts of a cabin or prefer tent camping, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities. You're going to find water zones, mini golf, wagon rides, themed weekends, and of course, appearances from Yogi Bear and friends. You're also going to find that Family fun is the main attraction at Jellystone Campgrounds. And with over 80 locations in the United States and Canada, you can have a quality camping experience that's also close to home. Visit CampJellystone.com to find a Jellystone Park near you. We got a Jellystone visit coming up, and Wesley is literally counting the days. He how many sleeps he has. I told yesterday we were heading to Jellystone <laughs> and he flipped. He was so excited. He's got his countdown. <laughs> now, Stephanie, I want to get some out of the way right quick on this campground review. Okay. Did the mosquitoes ruin your time here? I was not prepared for the mosquitoes. I know we... we, The mosquitoes were prepared for us. This campground was a great location, and it was an absolutely tremendously beautiful campground. So we did not want to do a review of it because the mosquitoes kept us like trapped in our RV while we were at the campground pretty much. Because we know that so many of our listeners actually deal with that all summer long. We just don't happen to camp in a lot of really heavy mosquito environments Been in the lucky summer. in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, to be fair, the boys were not trapped in the RV. No. They were out playing nonstop, mm-hmm. but Wesley looked like he had been savagely attacked by the yeah. end of the trip. But the mosquitoes are not year-round here. So if you choose your timing wisely to go here, there might not be a mosquito issue at all. We just hit it at a bad point. And in fact, the camp hosts were a little bit surprised at how bad it was, and they had been there before. And we we went right after a rain and all of those things sometimes can just kind of bring these there were puddles the on bear, our site that i actually sort of i had to i knocked the standing water out like yeah. i spread rocks and dirt around to get rid of the standing water so that's so, yeah. i guess we're going to get our camper beware 
off. I wanted right to add the away because everything <laughs> else, this is a beautiful oh. provincial park. When we first showed up, this was the second stop um, in our provincial park tour of uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. So we started out at Graves, Graves Island. Island, and that is on last um, campground of the week. And then we moved to Amherst Shore Provincial Park. And if you want to know all about what we did in Nova Scotia, Canada, you're going to check out our paired RVFTA episode number 193, which has all of our recommendations for this area and everything. But when we first pulled into this campground, I have to say we were leaving Graves Island and I was almost depressed because it was so beautiful. But when we pulled into this campground, I thought this is one of the most beautiful campgrounds, uh, campsites we had ever had. It was literally one of the 10 best sites Mm -hmm. we've ever had anywhere. It was a, a massive pull through site. It was almost a V the site was almost a vase. So it was a place to park the truck and a place to put the RV in and actually back to the RV in. But it was a gorgeous, gorgeous site. It was a very pretty campground. We made a, sort of an unintentional mistake that I think if you can avoid doing on a multi-stop trip, you should. We went to the best campground first, in a sense, like the place that blew us away the most in terms of going to Graves Island and just being stunned by it. But we didn't know we were going to love this, you know, Graves Island more than anything else. So Amherst Shores, it's a very short season at Amherst Shores. It's open from June 8th to October 8th. I think it would probably be really lovely there in the in the fall, in September. It would be yeah. gorgeous. And it's right when you enter into Nova Scotia. So the location, mm-hmm. it's in the northwest. Well, if you enter from the north, right? Because <laughs> a lot of people come over the ferry into the south. Yes, if you drive through New Brunswick and enter from the north. So it's located in the northwestern section of Nova Scotia. It's fairly close from where you cross over from New Brunswick. It's one of a series of little charming but very quiet sleepy beach towns along the northumberland strait um and this area the like in the tourism brochures the way they kind of brand this area as like the warm swimming beaches that's how they brand it now warm is, is it's a, relative. a relative term but certainly our boys were our willing boys to dive in the water it's not somewhere there, stephanie so. would go swimming no i got like up to my knees probably yeah. and that was just enough to cool off so that's fine but, now, a key part about the location, though, is that this is less than an hour from Prince Edward Island, right? So you can cross the bridge and be in PEI in less than an hour right. total. And it was really more like 50, 45 to 50 minutes. So, you know, sometimes people say an hour and it's an hour and 15 or whatever. But this was door to door, us leaving the campground and actually being over on Prince Edward Island was, I think, well under an hour. I think we were more at 45 to 50 minutes. Right. So. And then, of course, you might want to drive all over yeah. PEI from that point. I'm pretty sure we were in Charlottetown by like like an hour and 15 minutes. So it makes – it's a great location for visiting PEI if you don't have time to really go to PEI. And we did not build in a PEI stop into our trip because we really didn't have the time to do it. So this worked out actually perfectly for us for an awesome day trip to PEI, which was one of the best parts of our vacation. So the type of campground. It's one of 20 provincial parks on Nova Scotia. So it's a public campground. It's something like the equivalent of a state park in the United States and also about the equivalent in price, basically. So it's only about $30 Canadian. I think it was $34 a night 
Canadian, meaning in American dollars is like 27 bucks. Yeah, we did a great job on saving money on this trip in terms of campsite fees because the provincial parks were so um, affordable. Now, they do have, I know, a booking fee, but it's like a one-time online booking fee. Canadian for the whole trip. Yeah, not not per per night. Right, exactly. All right. Now, let's talk about how just the layout and how the campground looks. So this is much smaller than Graves Island, um, and there really is a big range of sizes amongst the provincial parks. And once you dive in and you research, you can get a sense for just the diversity of them. So, you know, this was small. This was very, like, very just quiet, rustic tucked away this had a much more sort of um state park you know um, in america it feel less to of it a to me. destination type campground and more of a sort of really nice relaxing family camping spot for people that live locally within a few hours this is the type of campground you go to for a couple nights you have campfires you know you play some wiffle ball you hang out you relax you go for a bike ride uh, it, it was very charming and cozy there was only 40 sites and sites one through 27 are water and electric there's one major loop in the campground and then there's an open grassy area that has tent camping and then there were some pop-ups yeah, and people maybe pulled their pop-ups and everything on there I, th- class b i saw exactly. on the lawn so it was accessible and it was really um nice little long grassy area that had really quick access to the shore and the campground is filled with gorgeous trees there's a lot of pine trees and evergreens you are camping in a really lovely forest that is near the water, a, sh- a shortish walk and a very short bike ride up to the Northumberland Strait where you could go for a swim or you could splash around if you're Wesley, maybe not if you're Stephanie. Yeah. Um, when you pull out onto the coastal road out of the campground, it is just very quiet and sleepy, beachy farmland. There's not a lot here. and no. It was nice. This is about checking out. This is about being in that sort of bucolic country area that's also on the shore. Um, We booked this. As you know, we planned this trip fairly last minute for us. We were only about three weeks out, and we were able to find a site here that was water and electric. So that's good. You might have to play with dates always with these these provincial parks. That's what we found is that you kind of had to hop around and see what you could find if you were booking at the last minute. We booked a couple months ago, which is the last minute for us and we were able to get sites in the end of june and in the early kind of july couple of days but then most of the provincial parks did really seem sold out for the rest mm-hmm. of the summer to some degree now one thing with booking that you need to know we mentioned this with graves island is that you can see pictures of all the sites online and we poured over those pictures but the funny thing is is that all these pictures don't do these sites justice it was the same here as at graves island we got to this site and it was much prettier than the picture online it was much prettier <laughs> and it was massive the boys yeah, were playing huge. wiffle ball on our site they didn't have to go over to the field so head over to our instagram account to check out photos or just look at the show notes at rvfta.com and we'll have pictures of this site that we really really loved so much now booking for the provincial parks there doesn't seem to be a set date when booking opens i was told it just opened like i actually googled it and it's i think they kind of announced the date each year like this year booking Mm -hmm. for provincial parks on nova scotia will open on march whatever it actually opens kind of late in the game so you want to make some phone calls and, and I've out. heard that people like flip out and make all of their reservations right then when it opens. People like, like from Nova Scotia who know the game, apparently, yeah, they just like make their reservations like for a, the summer. Getting a, tickets for a Taylor Swift we were, concert. Honestly, 
I feel so lucky that we got two amazing sites at two amazing provincial parks and we only booked a few months ago. All right, so the site details. Most of the sites are very tucked away. They're private, um, lots of privacy, lots of space. There's no road noise at all from that quiet road out there. The sites were very spacious. Sites two, four, six, and eight are pull-throughs. We were on site two, which was just a gigantic, private, gorgeous site. Um, In some ways, I think it was maybe the best non-waterfront site we've ever had. Stephanie, would you maybe agree yeah, with me if on we that? had been able to, when i was first pulled in i was thinking the hammock can go there the camp chairs can go there i can take a nap over there i mean it was dappled light coming in the trees you had some shade but you also had sun it was just an absolutely phenomenal campsite unfortunately the mosquitoes just won and we, <laughs> we weren't able to enjoy it as we might have if we hadn't gotten a swarm at that we, we actually left a day early which yeah. is incredibly unusual for us to do that and that's mm-hmm. how we ended up at the Fundy National Park at the headquarters campground for one night. And we're going to give you a review of that one because it was pretty awesome. All right. There are no amenities at this campground to speak of. There's a playground. There's There's a playground. playground. And it's okay. It's a little bit dated. Um, There's bathhouses, which are perfectly clean. Again, a little dated. Um, There's a dump station, which we used with our... um, Thetford Smart Tote. Right. Our Smart Tote, which we actually had to use twice on this trip. We were showering a lot, I guess, for... Aquago. Blame it on the Aquago. Blame it on Truma. (laughs) So we did did have to use the dump station a couple times. They sell firewood and ice at the camp store. Now, the best part about this campground that we just enjoyed so much was the walking trails, but we used them as biking trails. You were allowed to take your bikes on it, but it was more of the first kind of a little bit of like um, trail riding experience that we ever took our boys on. So it was about a 10 to 15 minute bike ride from the campground down to the coast. And the first night we were there, we said, Hey, let's go um, ride our bikes down instead of walking. And the boys just had a blast doing that bike riding. It wasn't too much of a hill. There was a little ups and a little downs, but just enough to be fun, not to be stressful. It was a beautiful bike ride. It, It dips into the forest. It wraps around the campground along a river. So it's very pretty. And then it actually goes under the, the quiet, sleepy road I mentioned under a tunnel. And then you shoot out onto this boardwalk near the the beach and then literally like all of a sudden your bike is just flying down into the sand on the beach it was actually a really really awesome bike ride oh right it's fantastic the and we did it be- again before we left it was i think one of the boys favorite things to do while we were there and i thought oh this is a good introduction too for them for trail riding i think that um it's something that we would have a lot of fun doing which is always the great thing about what this rv travel that we do with our kids is that's what we do we stumble upon new things and we're like oh this is fun and we could enjoy doing this i as think a they both realized like oh riding bikes on a trail is awesome yeah you know, wesley's a, an ex factor at this now, point with what we realized was that we were super super glad that we had finished the little bit of work that we had to do before we came to this campground because let me tell you something I'm not talking no Wi-Fi here. I'm talking no cell signal. It People was... were walking around trying to make phone calls. I To post a picture on Instagram, I drove out of the campground. Right. The camp host said, um, oh, usually if I walk up 
to the ranger station, I can get a bar or two to make a phone call. Like, so usually emphasis on usually, usually like, like I pulled up to the ranger station to put up that Instagram picture and yeah. I couldn't. So I drove out of the campground, turned right, drove a hundred yards, pulled over on the side of the road and I was able to. Yeah. So you really, this is the kind of place that you want to be prepared to kind of unplug and unwind, which really doesn't bother me if I don't have to do anything. I love it. It's only a frustration if you were planning on getting some work done, which luckily we had just um, published all the podcasts the day before we came here. So that was good. Okay. We'll be back in a second to finish up our review of Amherst Shore Provincial Park. But now we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. And we cooked every single day at Amherst Shore Provincial Park on our Blackstone 22-inch tabletop, which is a perfect piece of camping equipment. It was in steady rotation. So from the large 36-inch four-burner griddles to the 17-inch one-burner tabletop versions, you can find a Blackstone that's just right for you and your RV lifestyle because Blackstone is as individual as you are. And they are. Like we have used the 17-inch because we've been product testing all this stuff. We've used the 17-inch, the 22-inch, the 28-inch, and the 36-inch. I'm going to do a Facebook Live on all these because they really are all kind of different and for different types of uses and different types of people. So we want to break that all down for right. you. So the key is that you can cook everything you can cook on a traditional grill, but then you can also cook all of those things that you can't. Like cheesesteaks, right? Or bacon, eggs, all the stuff that you can't do on your grill that you like to have at the camp, you know, at the campground, you can do on the griddle. How good was my French toast, my cinnamon nutmeg French toast on the Blackstone 36 inch the other day. I've only heard rumors about it. I wasn't here for it, but oh, I've, right. I've we heard. Ate all. It was just, that was for boys. I, I've heard the rumors. You can take advantage of up to four cooking heat zones. So cooking an entire meal at once is now possible. No one will ever walk away hungry when you're cooking on a Blackstone. Visit blackstoneproducts.com. It always has free shipping over there, but guess what? You're also going to get 10% off if you use the code RVFTA. Use it. Score. Abuse it. One last thing I got to say. They're really easy to assemble. The 36-inch and the 28-inch, though they are they are bigger griddles, they don't take very long to assemble at all. So go out and grab one. Okay. <laughs> now, the provincial parks in Nova Scotia, in our experience, do not have amenities. They do not have activities. But they do have really nice camp workers at check-in. And honestly, they were almost concierge-like in terms of like if you had questions about the area, they were able to pull out maps. They would look on the computer for you. One of them printed up a ferry schedule for me at one point. So they are knowledgeable. They are friendly. And the camp store, which only sells firewood and ice, is more of a registration desk. Um, they also stay open really late to either 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I actually really liked that. Mm-hmm. I like that you were able to check in that late right. for one thing. And I just like to know that somebody was there if you had a question you know, past 5 o'clock. And there's actually a little convenience store that is right outside the campground. Um, Which we only discovered towards the end of the trip. But it was real, like it looked kind of like small um, outside. It was also a gas station. But then you went in with the boys and they came back and they're like, oh, mom, it was really nice inside. It had everything and blah, blah, blah. So really, it's nice that there is a business right outside the campground. You could walk to it. Yeah. And beer and wine um, and actually camping supplies, Mm -hmm. minimal. But if you were kind of stuck without something that you needed for camping, it was right there thank goodness because there really are no other stores for another 20 or 30 minutes like yeah. it, it's like 20 walmart walmart's like 20 minutes away now this is a dog friendly um provincial park I, I as far as i can tell all of them are i think that when i researched it while we were doing 
our reservations. They all have the same, just leash policies, et cetera. Um, so Maggie was very happy here because she, of course, loved the trails that you could walk on. And the beach um, was also dog friendly. We brought her down to the beach a few times and she loved to run around in the tidal pools and everything. So bring your dogs. All right. We gave you the insider details already. We wanted to get the mosquito issue out of the way. Other insider details. Remember, it's a great base camp for PEI. Now, in terms of nobody's perfect, I have always have a hard time picking a nobody's perfect for state and like provincial parks and national park campgrounds that only charge 20 or $30 a night. It just seems kind of ridiculous to complain about anything that's so cheap and mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. But this, and this is not the really a great nobody's perfect, but it's worth mentioning. This place is so remote. Like, I was fine. I was relaxed. I enjoyed it. I think Max and Theo and Wes kind of felt like we were camping on the moon. Like, I really felt like they just thought we were truly out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm not saying my kids were bored. That's right. Oh, no, we were busy the um, whole time. But when we went to Joggins, the Fossil Center, um, which you can hear about over on the other episode, on the paired episode of RVFTA, we, it was the morning that we had just gotten there and we had, we were low on groceries and we hadn't stocked up again. So we were ready for a, you know, a grocery shop. And we said, oh, let's just go and we'll get breakfast somewhere along the way to Joggins. And then after Joggins, we'll go and we'll get food, you know, for the, for for the stay here. So that was the plan. Between the campground and arriving at Joggins, there was not a single food place along the entire Thank route. Thank God they had like three wrapped sandwiches at the cafe at Joggins. <laughs> Joggins was, had great food. I was so thankful because, I mean, you, you know, we're, we're pretty good at like not getting ourselves into those pickles. We've been traveling with kids for a while now. And then when you do get yourself into that pickle and you go, I have three really hungry kids and I'm promising them breakfast and I don't know if I can get deliver. <laughs> like, right, we did a lot of cool day trips from this campground, but we talked about those over on the RV Family Travel Atlas Greetings from Nova Scotia podcast. So this is kind of a paired podcast with our Graves Island review on the previous campground of the week and also on the RV Family Travel Atlas Greetings from Nova Scotia. So you definitely want to go check that out to hear all about our day in PEI, which is one of the best parts of our trip, and also to get more details on Joggins Fossil Cliffs, which is just a tremendous, tremendous UNESCO World Heritage Site that we really, really loved. Absolutely. Now, if you listen to this podcast every week, we would super duper love it if you would head on over to the Apple podcast app and leave us a review. It's pretty easy to do. um, And we know that it takes that extra minute and we really appreciate it when you do take that extra minute and do it. We read everyone and we, we do appreciate you taking the time. All right. Now let's wrap up the show with a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Since 1968, Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together. Today, Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around the campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit your local Jayco dealer or jayco.com. Com. Canadians love their Jaycos. So <laughs> lots of Jayco trailers at the provincial parks. So Plenty. hopefully we'll see all of you see at, at a provincial the park soon. See you at the campground. 